Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski. With me as always, Greg Boyson, Mario Tarabasi. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And today's focus of the podcast will be the great Marion Hosa, who will officially retire as a Blackhawk this week. It was announced this morning. And thank you, hockey gods, for giving us an awesome story to talk about. On an off day. <laughs> Very excited about that. What's up, fellas? How's it going? It is going good. The sun is out for a change. I forgot what it looked like. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, know, that, nice. that is exactly what we talked about the other night. Wherever Marion Hosa goes, the sun automatically comes out. Proven true once again today. It's always The sun is always shining when number 81 is involved. Yeah, we need to get him a permanent location here and not let him leave can he be like in prison <laughs> at the united center like don't call it a prison but basically it's a prison where he has to he has to stay within a confined area people can visit and wave you know our our, our chgo studios would make a really nice there's some, com- there's some comfy couches out there yeah. Yeah. yeah it's got a full kitchen a nice bathroom you know that'd be nice i think uh I think we can make him a permanent resident there. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, he can be our permanent producer. That would be wonderful. No offense to Lawrence and Stephen, who do a great job. No, but, but they need Marion a day Hosa. off. Those guys work so hard. They need a day off or two. Let Marion take it over. <laughs> Anything he touches turns to gold. So I'm here for it. And I don't know if we can quite reveal our surprise, but next week we're going to have a noteworthy Blackhawks guest on the podcast in studio with us. Uh, so that's very exciting. Those details are in the works. And as soon as we find out officially the date and time and all those things, we will let you know because it's something you're not going to want to miss. Is well, it Marion Hosa? I don't think so. But it, Tune I'm in not, to find out. I'm not going to say it's it's not 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 Marion Hosa. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm many not, knots not that was. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, we wrote about it uh, collectively for allchgo.com. Mario did most of the work. Thank you, Mario. Just sort of sharing our thoughts on, on Marion Hosa. And, you know, I, I, I go back to the moment it happened. July 1st, 2009, free agency had begun. We just saw, you know, the Hawks come off a really strong playoff performance and seemed to be a piece away, and that piece was sitting there unsigned. And I don't know if it was ever really expected. I think there was some conversation of maybe, just maybe, they can make this work somehow. I don't know if it's doable, but I don't know. Marion Hosa is going to be available. And it just was such a, for Hawks fans at that time, to dream that big was absurd. Right, you the Hawks never got that guy, and Brian Campbell was a big signing, but they gave him a crap ton of money and made it almost impossible for him to say no. This was different. This was a dude at the peak of his powers choosing to come cup chasing in Chicago and knew that if he signed a long term deal with the Blackhawks, he was going to get a Stanley Cup, and he got three of them. Yeah, I you know, I, I remember. Like, like, like I mentioned in the post, you know, you, you watch the, the 2008-2009 team and you could feel like, oh, this, something's here. Like something's, this is a legitimate team that's, that's got some, some chance to make some noises. And uh, the, the run to the, to the Western Conference final that, that year in 2009 was, you know, that was something special. And, you, you know, you knew 
that this Blackhawks team was going to be something to, uh, to, to behold and to deal with. And knowing that Marion Hosa was, was available that summer and, and knowing that he had played and, and helped his teams to the, uh, to the Stanley cup final, the two years before it was just kind of like, you know, this, this, this guy, we, we already knew then this guy that, you know, anything that he touches can, can potentially turn to gold. And, you know, he made the commitment to, uh, to the team and, and you knew like, it was, it was, it was on, it was on from there. So yep. yeah, it was, it was just a special moment to know that, you know, a player of this caliber at this point in his career was going to make the commitment to a young and, and, and up and coming team, a team that was ready to be put over the top. And uh, that was, that was special. Yeah. The previous summer, 2008, uh, you know, Jay kind of alluded to it. The Blackhawks signed both Brian Campbell and Cristobal Huey. I know we don't want to mention, we don't want to relive the Huey <laughs> era, but at the time, that was a big those deal. were like the top two yep. free agents on the market that year, especially at those positions. And Brian Campbell got a huge contract and we can probably have a whole episode where if that was worth it or not, it was worth it because it showed that the Blackhawks were willing to spend money. Hey, this isn't the Bill Wirtz Blackhawks. We're open for business. We want to be a destination. And those two guys kind of opened the door. But then it was what they did in that season, losing the Hosa and the Red Wings in the 2009 Western Conference Final. And, you know, Hosa then, you know, I was, I was doubting that it would happen because we just signed those two huge guys. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think they got the money to pull this off again. But then it, then it happened. And he signed that huge contract. What was it? 13 years, 12 years. I mean, literally just expired this past year, 12 years back when you can do that. (laughs) I know I, I, well, the Duncan Keith and Marion Hosa kind of ruined that for everybody else, but I know that the main reason was to kind of circumvent the salary cap and make that hit a little less, but it just also knew that like he was not making, because the year before he signed a one year deal with the Red Wings to get that cup. Then he signs, basically, I'm going to play the rest of my career with the Blackhawks because this is a team that I think is going to do really well. So that only showed you that, hey, the Hawks were serious about winning, but it meant that Marion Hosa was serious about winning. And then he knew that this wasn't just, I'm not coming here for one year. I'm, I'm, I'm committing myself to this franchise, to this team, to the city, to its fans. Such a huge, huge signing. It, it, it changed the way not only Blackhawk fans viewed the franchise, but it, it changed the way the rest of the NHL did. That was their moment where, like, I always say that the, the, getting the 2009 Winter Classic changed the Blackhawks franchise a lot. That kind of put them on the national map again. But this took it even further. This was like, yeah, this is no longer a fun story of a franchise that's been resurrected. This is a franchise that now means business and there really is only one goal, not to be cliche, but it was to win Stanley Cups. And part of the reason that made that Hosa deal so spectacular that we fawn all over it still to this day is because he delivered. Yep. Everything we dreamed of and more happened after that deal. Like we we're all like, oh, this could really happen now. And it did happen. And it happened three times. And if it wasn't for a horrible bounce in 2014, probably would have happened four times. Right. So I mean, that's what made it makes it the best free agent signing in Chicago history is because of the results that not only Hosa put up, but the team put up. Became what, about, a dynasty. what about Rodman? <laughs> that was a trade. That was a trade. Uh, right. And no, still Jinx. no. Um, but Greg, going back to your point about his time in Detroit, he plays that series in the Western Conference final against the Hawks. He's head to head against this team and has a realization at some point that, okay. These guys, they're they're a piece away from a cup, and that piece is me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how like how cool is that? And that was yeah. as I was sort of digesting the signing as it was happening. That was sort of the realization of, oh my god, he just played against these guys and realizes that they're the team on the rise. So I think we always have, you know, when you're a fan of a team. You have a bias towards them, of course. So you're like, man, are they really as strong as we think they are? Are they really as close as it feels? Do other people see that? Or is it just Hawks fans? Because it's such an unfamiliar place for us to be at the time. And when Marion Hosa says yes, you listen. And it's like it was like, hot damn. Then he's, if he sees it, then everybody sees it. And there's no limit to what they can do and who, who might want to play here and, and so on and so on. And every time the Hawks targeted someone, either via trade or whatever, they got him. 
They because players wanted to be here. They wanted the opportunity to play for this franchise and win Stanley Cups. I mean, look at like I know like Oduya was a trade, Vermette was a trade, but it just goes on and on. The assassins they brought in, <laughs> all the people they wanted, they got because everyone wanted to be here and be part of this thing. And it started with Campbell and Huey, and then the exclamation point was Marion Hosa. Yeah, and it's it's funny, you know he he landed in Pittsburgh, gets to the Cup final against Detroit, and then turns down an extension with Pittsburgh to go to Detroit because in the same situation, he had just seen the team that, that beat them and he thought he could be a part of something. And then it doesn't ha- it doesn't happen in Detroit. And then he does the same thing and comes to Chicago. And essentially, instead of doing it on a one-year basis, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be with this team, this young team until I'm done playing hockey. And uh, yeah, that was, that was quite the quite the commitment he made, and you know the the, the city truly uh, embraced Marion Hosa. You know, besides Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, I think pretty much everybody has a, a special place for Marion Hosa in their heart for you know the the modern Blackhawks dynasty, and and not only for the player that he was on the ice, but the person that he was off the ice. He was just you know just a, a, a person that you could you could latch onto and. Um, someone that the the city you know really embraced, and you could easily see that in the reception that he got uh, just this or, you know just this weekend at Jonathan Taze's thousandth game presentation um, celebration, and and you know we we saw the the the, the video from Hosa um, congratulating Jonathan, and you know everyone loved seeing that on the broadcast, and then he shows up at the United Center, and it's just almost gets the the same ovation that Jonathan Taze gets. I mean, it's just. You know, you, 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 when what, this is a city, Chicago, where, you know, if, if you endear yourself to, to a fan base, you are going to, you're going to have a place no matter if it's, if you're here for a year or if you're here for 15 years. Um, if, 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 if you're the right kind of person, right kind of player, um, Chicago will always have a place for you. I mean, look, Brandon Hagel, people yeah. fell in love with him very quickly. Um, and, you know, Marion Hosa, he had a long time for people to fall in love with him, but he did it quickly as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's that he's that blue collar player. We've, you know, hear about to mythical proportions here in Chicago, <laughs> but he was the guy that did all the dirty work. It did, 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 did little things. A lot of the things that don't show up on a, in a box score. And, you know, the, the people see that people pick up on that. You know, he, he was out there every night playing unselfishly and, and doing whatever it took to get the team a victory. He didn't care about his, his personal stats. Never did. He never made it about Marianosa. Even, you know, his 500th goal, his 1000th game, all these huge personal achievements that very few players get. He never made it about himself. And I think that's what, that's a major reason of what has endeared himself to this fan base is his, his humility and his just overall team first attitude. One of the funny things, too, is when he had to stop playing, there was all this talk of capture convention. And it's like, in what world are the Blackhawks worse off with Marion Hosa? That's just not a thing. Like, there's there's no way that the Hawks look at this and say, boy, you know, we could really use that Hosa money. Hell no. Whatever they could do with that money was not going to equal Marion Hosa. And even if he was declining a little bit because of the age and the mileage and all those things, he was still incredibly effective defensively. He could still add some offense. And like, you look at him now and he looks like he can still play. (laughs) He's still in good shape. It's like, if you sign a one day contract, can you technically play that night? Is that a thing? Can we get him some sort of like lotion suit? We need to to ask Derek King if he's going to, if he's going to put him in the lineup uh, for Thursday night. Yeah. Uh yeah, Derek King actually uh talked about it today. We're we'll let Steven, our producer, pull it up when he's ready and, and fire it. Uh but it was it was good. He he he's got a longer history with uh with Marion Hosa than I remembered. Um so if, if Steven, if that's ready, go ahead and fire it. I saw those guys, I told you I saw those guys after the game and can you guys play still? Because I could use a few of you guys. I should put him on the he looks like he's in shape. He looks good. I had him, um, I had training camp with him uh, in Ottawa, his first first year, I believe. I was there. I had signed uh, a contract with Ottawa, but I was 
I knew I was going to go to Grand Rapids, so I had training camp with all those teams. The hell lot, but it's too good for me. So I get out of there, go to the minors, and just finish off nicely. But uh, it was good to be nice to see him on the ice again. That's awesome. I, lo- I love to see that earlier today. And I had forgotten that, you know, the the deal Derek King signs with the Ottawa organization and there's Marion host of the rookie. And he knew, he knew right away, like, this is a different kind of a thing here, you know? And I, it's funny. I, I wrote it in the all CHGO piece we did today. It's just such a cool way for this to end with him signing officially as a Hawk. And I like, we'd all remember him as Blackhawks, but that stuff kind of matters in sports, you know, like in the baseball hall of fame, it's which hat is he going to wear? Right. And, and the hockey hall of fame does not have a team designation, but I think the conversation, I don't think so. Not like on the plaques, it's just a headshot and it will say like where they played and things like that. But when I was there, it was a long time ago, but the plaques do not have a team designation. It just has the player, the years they played and what they accomplished. Um, And the jerseys are non, you know, it's all black and white. So you couldn't tell, what sweater they're wearing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at it right now, it c- kind of looks like it could be a Hawks sweater, but it, there's no, yeah, there's no. It's just whatever he was wearing for the headshot they used for the plaque, right? No, it looks like, no it's, it's like a jersey. Yeah, yeah. But I'm but saying yeah. whatever whatever headshot they used for it, it's the jersey he was wearing at the time. Yeah. So it's not really, you're right. You're right. there's no way to like denote that. Anyway, the point being, even if it was, it, the argument is over. Right, he's not a senator. He's not a thrasher. He's obviously not a Red Wing or a Penguin. He's a or a Coyote or a Coyote. Where <laughs> <laughs> legends go to die. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's a cool way to tie a bow on it, and uh, it's great to see that he enjoyed his time so much here, and you know, kind of got feelings that well, maybe he's going to be more involved or is more involved than we thought when he was named part of the GM search committee. I was surprised to see that name on there because. You know, he'd been, he went home and he was not really visible with the organization, but all of a sudden it seems like this is something that Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz have identified as this is a guy whose brain we need to pick. This is a guy who's got thoughts on hockey and on life and we should involve him in things we do. And and this is a great way to do it. Yeah. I think the, a lot of people, um, towards the end of Hosa's career, you know, when, when maybe the, you know, the finish line was starting to become a little bit more visible to that. I think a lot of people talked about him, you know, the, the, like you said, the mind he has for hockey and um, how that would, could translate into a post playing career um, position. Some people, you know, have, have, have thought he could be a coach. Some people could, you know, have thought he could be in a front office position. I think probably he just wanted some time away from the game. I'm sure some, you know, most players want to have some time to what kind of decompress from, from hockey, some of them at least want to, you know, decompress from that before getting back into it and whatnot. But I would not be surprised if, if this is part of, you know, a way for the Blackhawks to, um, you know, have him be part of the organization in a front office role or, a you know, a uh, consultant or mentor or development coach or something. We've seen them bring back former players in those positions, like, like a Brian Campbell, um, you know, who's also – maybe going to have a front office role as well. Um, I would love to see Hosa back uh, a little bit more frequently than he has been. Um, if he's, you know, if, if, if he's got the, uh, you know, the chops for it, I would not mind seeing him, you know, involved either in a front office position, you know, along alongside maybe Kyle Davidson and, and looking at, you know, how to, how to successfully build up this team or maybe they get him, you know, maybe they get him in, into the coaching realm and, and see if, see what he can do behind the bench, either as an assistant or more than that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I would, I would love to see, just give him a shot. You know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with giving him a look at maybe having some sort of role like that. And especially now where, you know, the Blackhawks are trying to build up. Now's the time to, to take some, take some chances on, on who you want to maybe see as, as, as a front office consultant or, or in a coaching realm. There's just a million titles you can make up to give Marion Hosa oh, a job. Of course, yeah. Special yeah. advisor to the GM. Yeah. Know, or, or a senior vice consultant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just yeah. Well, it's, it, it, it's obvious that 
it's obvious he should be part of this organization. Yeah. Look at just listen to the pop he got mm-hmm. Sunday night. It was a CM Punk type pop. I mean, the place <laughs> went nuts. It was I'm I'm wearing my CM Punk shirt, by the way. Uh, Come on our show. We we'd love to have you. <laughs> anyway, um no, he just he the fans love him. And he's so well respected um, inside the hockey world. It's, if he wants to be a part of this team, you give him whatever job he wants. It's as simple as that. I like, want to be head coach. Okay. Done. All right. <laughs> like, seriously, what's the problem here? Once again, Derek um, King realizes, like, well, hey, it's Hosa. <laughs> See you later. Puts his fedora on and leaves. Coming full circle. <laughs> Back to the minors with you. Let's no, wait a week uh, on that, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if he wants the front office part, if he wants to be head of European scouting, whatever he wants to do, let him do it. He, obviously, the fans love him and they want him to be a part of this. And with all the bad PR this franchise has gotten over the last year plus, whatever you want to say, however far back you want to go, they need as many positive spins as they can get. They they need as many feel good stories as they can get. And even with all that stuff that happened in 2010, that the ugliness that came out of it. Marion Hosa's name has never been attached with that. I don't think ever will be. He's just that feel-good player, and he's so well-respected around the league that putting him in some sort of front office role where he's getting to be part of either negotiations or drafting or just whatever, people are going to listen. He commands respect in a room when he opens his mouth and gives you his hockey opinions there's a lot that goes behind that and people are going to listen to it. So I think it would be a great move to get him involved in the organization in any way, shape or form, be it just, you know, the, the ambassador role where he comes and waves to the fans every few games and makes commercials or make him part of the actual day-to-day operation. You yep. can't go wrong. Yeah. I wonder fellas, why you think Marion Hosa remains so popular and, you know, hockey fans love him Cause I, I always said about Hosa if you were to create a hockey robot and just build out the perfect player, maybe he wasn't the best at at his time, but the most complete hockey player, for sure the most complete winger to play during his era. Why is it that Hawks fans love him so much? And sometimes I wonder if it was because of the way his time here ended, where it felt premature, the decline wasn't totally underway, because honestly... I was a little disappointed when Brent Seabrook popped his head out and he did not get a similar pop to what Marion Hosa got. Because I think there are some, those memories of the last few years of Seabrook were tough. And it did, I don't want to say it stained his legacy. I think that's overstating it. Because in a few years, people are going to only remember the great stuff about Brent Seabrook. But that guy, drafted by the organization, gave his heart and soul. There's chunks of Brent Seabrook still in the ice to this day. You know, but he just didn't get the love Hosa got. I wonder what it is about Hosa that people just love. I would love to get your guys' thoughts on that. I think it is the 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 lack of sourness or any any saltiness around him as his, as his career came to an end um, because of the way it came to an end. It was just it was all, just all of a sudden he's not playing anymore, um, and I think you know, like you said, like with 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 Seabrook, like you saw the you saw the deterioration in him, you know, physically and, and, and kind of the detriment he became on the ice um, as hard as it, like I, I make a face saying that. Cause it's like, he did so much yeah. for the team that, you know, to, to have the end of his career be where it was like, he was just a liability. Um, it hurt. And then of course, and the being, being a liability, making that much money, yeah. um, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans um, were not happy with, you know, what Seabrook was, was able to do towards the end of his career. You mentioned it before, Jay, like Hosa's the end, the, the final season that he played, he was still effective. He was still a good player. He was, you could still put him on the penalty kill and play in the top six, even at whatever he was, 37, 38 years old. Um, and it, it just, you know, the, and not only having the mileage that he had, but also what he was playing through, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you learn the details of, of the skin condition that he had. And you just hear these horror stories of him, just like, just, just having like, you know, I don't want to get gross, but just, you know, just what he had to deal with, with, you know, the, the skin condition that he had um, and still being able to play at that level. So I, I, I think it is the lack of, you know, that sourness towards the end of the career. He was always reliable. He was always, 
Um, you know, you could always count on him in, in a clutch moment. And, and he was just consistent. Like you never, I don't, I can't remember in his time ever, ever doubting his ability to produce or play us, play a key role. Like he was always just, yeah, it's Jose. You know what you get, you know what you're going to get from him and you know, it's going to be a, a high level player. So I think I, for me, that's, that's why I think he's, he's always going to have like, like I, I can't think of any reason to ever say something bad about him. Uh, from a Blackhawks standpoint. No, his last year, by the way, 73 games, 26 goals, 19 assists. Right, yeah. I mean, cap circumvention. <laughs> no, please come back. Please. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw, I mean, you saw immediately when he was gone the difference that, yeah. that it made, for sure. So. Yeah. Greg, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll echo a lot of what, what you guys both said. Um, it was the fact that he just left. There wasn't that steady decline. You mentioned Seabrook and you know, for for two three seasons, all we heard about when when we heard Seabrook's contract being described as an albatross for years, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Listen, being a sports fan, we've all been there. It's a what have you done for me lately world. Okay, you can win all the championships in the world, but if you suck right now, you suck forever. That's, like that's just the way it goes. It's like our Taves conversation this year. Absolutely, we're yep. seeing the same thing with Jonathan Taves. We saw the same thing with Duncan Keith before he was traded. We never got that for uh, for Hosa, and you know that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know there is even a little bit of that with Patrick Sharp. When Patrick Sharp came back that second time around, it was not great, but he wasn't making that kind of money. But you know, it, it's just the fact that Hosa still was very productive, never had that major decline. That probably does a lot for it. You don't. Re- there's no real bad things to remember, and, and you're 100 percent right. As the years pass, no one's going to remember those last two years of Brent Seabrook where it was a chore to watch him try and keep up with the fast players. Mm -hmm. And you're going to remember him being that leader, that guy that took the team on the back, the guy that went to the penalty box and calmed Jonathan Taves down in Detroit, scored that series clinching goal against you. You're going to remember all that stuff. When we look back at Jonathan Taze, we're not going to remember the decline and all the health problems the last couple of years. We're going to remember that Con Smythe run of 2010. Duncan Keith's amazing 2015 playoff run is going to be front and center. It's not going to be, well, the last year he was here, he just stood and watched all these goals go in. No one's going to remember that. And that's, that's the best thing about sports. Yes. It's a, what have you done for me lately? But time also heals all wounds. So, I mean, maybe except for Chris Chelios. There's still a lot of people that won't forgive him. But I'm over it. I have forgiven him, for the record. Um, hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our web content the stuff we were discussing earlier and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker my shirt is on its way i will wear it during tomorrow's show i cannot wait so that's two thousand bucks in free bets a free chgo membership and a free t-shirt from the chgo locker all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at points bet if you have any questions about this promotion you can email points bet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your live, your home for live in-play betting and it just got even better. You can now sign up online. You don't have to leave your couch. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all on your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700. So today, um, you know, Derek King was talking about uh, Marion Hosa and, you know, talking about, (laughs) I just wanted to to kind of go back to that comment. Um, Him saying to like, you know, making the joke, saying to Hosa and and Seabrook and Patrick Sharp, like, oh, like, hey, we we could use some of you guys. (laughs) I know it's a joke, but like, 
well, is that where we're at with this with this current group <laughs> oh, God. that we're like, please, forty year old Miriam Hosa and and retired all these retired players, please come back. Like we need you. Like, is that where we're at with this team? Like, I mean, whoa! T- tell me right now if Marion <laughs> Hosa more like, tickets. <laughs> yeah, like Doug Buffon always used to say, he's got one goal line stand left in him. Right? Mar- maybe yeah. Marion Hosa has one meaningless game in April left in him. And I, I'm telling you, like, if if he said, okay, I'll play, would you have trouble scratching Mackenzie Entwistle for him and think no. there'd be a giant drop-off in play? I don't think so. Not, not and that's not that's not a knock on Mackenzie Entwistle. You know, if he is the equivalent of 40-whatever-year-old uh, Marion Hosa, uh, three years removed from playing hockey, then that's that's still a very high compliment. I'd say, like, where's wow, Bill, that's flattering. Where's Thank Bill you. Vec when you need him? This is where we This is where we get Marion Hosa <laughs> yeah. to play in five different decades. Let's bring him back for one game each of the next – once every 10 years, get him a shift. You know, he can, be, he can break Gordy Howell's record of being the oldest player to play in the National Hockey League. <laughs> that's, if there's one guy that could well, do it. It's either him or Yager. Yeah, right. I mean, Yager, yeah. I think, could still play yeah, right he, now. He still might. Um, you never know. Yeah, right. you, you never know. He was, I mean, threatening, uh, he was threatening Ovechkin. Say so he's going to come back and get his record back. Yeah, you can give me a, a line with Yager and Hosa and anybody right now, and they would be the third line on any team in the league, and maybe the fastest line in the Hawks. Oh, okay, second fastest, second fastest, yeah, second fastest. Second line, fastest. Yeah. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Yeah, they'd probably be the best defensive line in the Hawks. No doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, it, man, it's just it's it's just such a cool day, and out of nowhere, really, and I don't know if they just kind of said. Hey, uh, what do you think about this? Since you're in town. Yeah. How uh, long are you staying? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be around Thursday. We'd love to have you officially retire as a Hawk. And, okay. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the timing is coincident is, is, is a coincidence here. And you got him here. Maybe it was something they had planned all along. I know he was supposed to, wasn't he supposed to have one of those legacy nights or one last shifts earlier this season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So got, I think maybe, maybe. Up. Yeah, with that because it was right in line with when the the beach report came out, so that rightfully wasn't the right time to say, "Hey, let's bring back this guy that yeah. was part of that team." You know what? That Greg, sorry to interrupt you. I, that's a great point because if you remember, he initiated that. Yeah. He issued a statement saying the time is not right for this. It'll be right in the future, but right now, this is not appropriate. I sh- no, we're not doing this. And and he, I don't know if it was him and the Hawks together. But from the indications I got at that moment was it was a vast majority of that decision went to Marion Hosa, where mm-hmm. he said, I don't I don't want to do this right now. It doesn't feel right. We're not doing this. So that tells you all you need to know about his character and his intelligence right. and his just, I guess, overall awareness of what's going on around him. Where Awareness from a hockey player. It is a rare, it rare is a, skill. It is a strange thing. It is. It, <laughs> it is. is. Yeah. It's, it's ref- very refreshing, but I think a lot of that had to do with it. Maybe they had planned this all along. Maybe not the exact date, but they said, hey, come in for – or maybe this is something that just came out of a conversation Sunday afternoon. Who knows? Um, you know, but – I, uh, I always kind of find it yeah. funny. I'm sorry. I just no, I, I find ahead. it funny that a guy actually is in the Hall of Fame before he officially retires. It's still a little <laughs> strange. Chris Pronger was actually working for the league still, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I had put it out on Twitter. I said, uh, I'm 99.99% sure this has been in the works for a while. But, you know, maybe that ovation on Sunday gave, gave the Hawks a little extra push to be like, eh, maybe we'll do this little thing. But no, it's it's. I'm sure it's been in the works, and I was. It was also pointed out to me that I believe tomorrow night he has an autograph signing somewhere near town. I don't think it's actually in the city, but it's somewhere in the Chicagoland area that he's got like an autograph signing. So it probably just all lined up that he had, you know, he was going to be in town for Taze, he was going to be in town for this thing, and they probably planned on it. Like, hey, let's all just swoop and and do it. And it doesn't hurt to have back-to-back home games against Arizona and Seattle with special celebrations to sell yeah. extra tickets. So yeah, it absolutely. all works out for, for everyone. It's funny how those things line up, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not Tampa planning. Bay in town or, or the, Great or the Red Wings. It's, it's yeah. Um, well, you, so Sunday, well, we I guess always... we're just going to, we're just going to have to get our, our real estate agent friends uh, to start snooping to see if there's been any kind of purchases oh, yeah. happening. Maybe he's coming back for good. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be really great. And well, uh, uh, Flurry was living in Seabrook's old place, right? 
I think I saw I think I saw a story that Flurry was living in Seabrook's old house. So maybe now that that's vacant, Hosa could move into you know Seabrook's old house now. Just keep recycling it through players. That's <laughs> right. it. Eventually, it'll be Kirby Docs once he can move out of the basement. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We um, so Sunday we were at the suite. The Hawks invited the whole CHGO crew to the suite, and we all had the opportunity to talk to Kyle Davidson and Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz. They were just kind of hanging out in the suite with us. And I had a talk with Jamie Faulkner out in the hallway. And I said, wow, like this has just been a, an awesome night. Like the Taves ceremony was perfect. And I, I just couldn't believe the pop that Hosa got. And she just took that opportunity and ran with it to praise Marion Hosa, saying how impressed she is just, and everybody is when he's around, his presence is just, he lights up a room. You know, people are starstruck to see Marion Hosa, people that have worked for the team for years he's that guy to them. And I think there's a bit of that. His personality is a little bit, he's quiet. He's wise. He's got kind of like the Yoda personality. Like he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it means something right. Um, but just the intelligence that he shows and the commitment and, and she was just glowing and glowing and glowing about Marion Hosa. So look, the organization sees it. And we, I know before this podcast began, we had a lot of time to talk about that town hall meeting on all of our different outlets and Danny and Jamie seem to really get it, right? They seem to have a, a sound plan on and off the ice, and then Rocky kind of got in the way a couple times and derailed the entire thing. But up until those moments, I think everything Danny and Jamie were saying was encouraging and positive, and whether or not their ideas come to fruition, we don't know, but the ideas were sound, and the thoughts on everything that was going on were sound. So, again, maybe just her and Danny being around Hosa in a more official role has opened their eyes to, holy cow, like this guy brings a lot of value to our franchise. So we'll see. I'm really interested to see what's next for Marion Hosa because part of me is like, he could do anything. And part of me thinks he's just going to say, hockey's been great. I'm going to go on vacation for the rest of my life. And neither yeah. would surprise me. Yeah, it, it, it really has seemed like, from the snippets we have seen of him outside of hockey and, and what we've been able to, you know, kind of learn about him post his playing career, it really does seem like he kind of has made the most of just kind of, you know, having, having his life after being, you know, NHL star. So if, if he wants to have a role like that, I think the Blackhawks with open arms would bring him in for sure. So um, I, I think it kind of comes down to if he really wants to have that role, because I think, because I'm, I'm with you, Jay. If he, if he wants to do it, if he puts his mind to something, he's the kind of person that you feel like, well, he'll, he'll master it eventually, and, and have no worries about it. So, yeah, if he wants to be involved, I, I would think that the current front office is going to not hesitate to say, yeah, let's give you, you know, give you this, this responsibility, and, and, and take it from there. Yeah, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's any job they can come up with that you can't trust Marion Hosa to do to the best of his ability. That's the bottom line. And you said and you said it great too, Jay. He brings value to this organization no matter what role you give him. Mm-hmm. Can't say that about too many people. Um, it's a no-brainer. If Marion Hosa calls you up and says, I want a job, you say, What job can we give you? Find one. <laughs> yep. Yes. You, yeah. you create a job for him. How are you with Photoshop, Marion? You want to run our social media? <laughs> Get Marion Hosa running their TikTok account. Look, and if the Hawks don't have a spot for him, CHGO has a spot for him. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We'll find something for Marion Hosa to do. Yeah. He can, uh, he can, he can, if he can master an athletic greens read, <laughs> we'd love to have him as a part of our, part of our Blackhawks crew. No one doesn't uh, like you, Mario. Marion Hosa well, included. Speaking of athletic greens, I think I'm, I think I've gotten the uh, the transition down here pretty good. But speaking of athletic greens, I have my my AG one formula right here, uh, and it's a fantastic. My dog is also uh, whining in the background too. He he <laughs> wants makes, his athletic greens. It as makes well. two of us. I got one down here too. So <laughs> my dog's but, dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. Everybody. Sorry, to, sorry to hear that, Jay. But um, yes, as, keep going. <laughs> Athletic Greens is uh, is proud of their AG1 formula. It's designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Um, it's good with all different kinds of uh, diets as well, whether it's 
uh, gluten-free or keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free, whatever it, whatever it is, uh, with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. Just a small, it's just a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. My wife's been taking it. She loves it. Oh, he's going to chug it. Oh, go. Yeah. Go, go. No, he's, no, he's not going to chug it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to continue to sip it. That was a hearty slug. I'll give you no, credit for that. That was, that no, was pretty good. solid. That no, was it's, four or five it's, ounces. It's good. L- listen, I've done a bunch of these before because I try to be healthy and – you know, not a lot of them have have stuck around, and a lot of it is because they taste like you're eating grass clippings. This is is this is good. This is good to go. Like you're, I I I had my you know I've had my uh, my wife is telling me to chug it. All right, fine. Here we go. Chug, chug, Mario, Mario. I'll finish my thought first. The taste of this. The taste of this has has is, is there's no issue with it whatsoever. It's I know You're a lot about of to prove people, that. Yeah. Know a lot of people have have their hesitations about you know things like this with with taste. This this is you you got nothing to worry about. All right, do it. Oh, that's impressive. Look at that down the hatch. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, just like college. No bitter beer face at all. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's yep. Good stuff. My wife loves it too. It's been helping her with her stomach issues. So we are. All on board here with Athletic Greens, and we thank them for uh, being parts of things. All right, while well, we uh, got Absolutely. about a segment and a half to go here, fellas, uh, we are going to write about it for allchgo.com tomorrow. And look, if you want to become a member of CHGO, you absolutely should. It's awesome. We've got our podcasts and live shows every day for every Chicago team, post-game shows after every game, premium written content for members at allchgo.com, the dope merch that you've been hearing so much about, check out the uh, CHGO Sports Twitter account. People are sending us their merch, and it looks awesome. I cannot wait for mine to arrive. You get a free shirt when you become a member and, of course, access to our members-only Discord. So go to allchgo.com and become a member. Join the team. Join the community. Uh, It is growing and growing and growing every day, and we'd love you to be part of it, allchgo.com. But tomorrow or later this week, whenever we get around to it, we're going to publish our favorite Marion host of moments. So why don't we do that now? Uh, aside from Nashville game five, which is the consensus uh, Marion host of moment of all time. Everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a great moment and so key. And it sucks that I think doc Emmerich butchered two calls in his entire career. <laughs> the Patrick Kane game winner in 2010, which is totally understandable. And he got his redo. And he got his redo. And then he called Marion Hosa Kane for the Nashville game five goal. Yeah. But which is ho- which is always conveniently edited uh, <laughs> whenever it's used in promotional pieces. But just the image of Hosa, who was, was not always the most excessive celebrator when it came to goals. He'd get excited now and again, but to spin on the knees and pump the fists, that was just so memorable. And it will always live in my mind. That and the Seabrook goal to eliminate Detroit are the two moments of the dynasty that stand out the most to me, aside from game-winning cup goals, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. let's start. Uh, Mario, start us off. What's your favorite Marion Hosa moment? Well, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite moments that I think, all, and I, I wrote about it today uh, in, in the piece on allchgo.com, one of my favorite moments that I think um, gets gets overlooked a lot because of you know milestones and and uh, obviously things that happen in the playoffs are, are huge <clears throat> but um one of the one of the best games that the Blackhawks had uh from from a, a, a memorable standpoint it wasn't the best effort that they they had on the ice but um one of the best most memorable games from probably one of the most memorable runs the team has ever or maybe will ever have is from that 2013 season where you know they were they were on the second night of back to back games on the road against Calgary. It's the game Ray Emery stole uh, for that team, but they were 
they were down two to two to one late in the third period. And it's Marion Hosa that ties the game with just under three seconds to go uh, to send it to overtime. They eventually get to the shootout and, and are able to, to pull out the win. But without that, without that goal, along with the performance from, from Ray Emery, the, uh, you know, the, the 21 0 and three start to that season, the longest without a, a loss in regulation in NHL history, I believe it is. Um, that doesn't happen without the, without those two guys. And, and, you know, Ray Emery deservedly gets, gets all the, the, the glory for, for that kind of performance that he put in to, to steal that game. But without Hosa being, being there, uh, in, in the clutch, um, they don't get that. They don't get to overtime. They don't get the win. So, uh, I, I, it's, it's just a testament to, you know, the, the reliability that he always had in, in his career that we, you know, we talked about earlier, um, you know, he was, he was right there. Perf- perfect time, uh, perfect, right, right place at the perfect time. And uh, yeah, that was that I, I remember, I remember watching that game and just, you know, thinking like, man, they, Emery deserved so much better than, than to lose this game. And then, Oh, there's Hosa yep. sending it to overtime. So that was, that one always sticks out to me. Greg. Yeah. Um, before I share my moment, one quick thing about that game five overtime goal i could still tell when rain's gonna come to the knee injury i suffered while celebrating that goal um (laughs) i was i was at that game uh in my in back when i still had season tickets and when he scored that goal i jumped really high out of my seat and i did not stick the landing and i'm pretty sure i caused some ligament damage that i never got fixed so i'm able to tell 48 hours in advance of rain because of that goal. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but outside of that amazing moment, one of my favorite moments is something that just happened in the blink of an eye, but it was just so Marion host. And that was game one of the 2014 Western conference finals against the Los Angeles Kings. And Hosa goes to play the puck behind the net and in comes charging Dustin Brown. Everybody hates Dustin Brown. But Dustin Brown's trying to be Dustin Brown. He's going to take a run at Marion Hosa, and he thinks he's going to get a shot at him. Hosa sees him coming, squares up, and Brown gets knocked right on his ass. Hosa doesn't even move, and I'm sure if the camera was zoomed in, he probably gave him a little smirk and skated off. I mean, that was just – that right there is Marion Hosa. He was an unassuming badass. He didn't have to show you that he was one of the baddest men on the ice. But if you tempted him – you dare to throw him up, he puts you on your ass. He learned that lesson right there, Mr. Brown did. I think the rest of the Kings went, he's cool. We're going to leave him alone. Just try not to kill us. That was Marion Hosa. He could have ripped your head off if he wanted to, but he chose not to. But he he knew that you knew that he could do it. Yeah, definitely. That's, that is a great moment. And you're right. Like People think about goals and all these great feats he had you know, uh, offensively. Some of the defensive stuff was great, and that brings me to one of mine where Hawks in Detroit, I think it was – trying to remember the year. It might have been the Cup year, 2010. It doesn't matter. The moment was still great. It was uh, – Hosa had the puck in the Hawks zone. Pavel Datsuk comes behind Hosa, lifts Hosa's stick, and takes the puck away. And <laughs> that was not a great moment until Hosa went and returned the favor about 30 feet later, turns around – Catches up to Datsuk, takes the puck away from him, sends it the other way, and the Hawks get a great scoring chance. That's it. Like, the goals are wonderful. And, of course, he had the one that he caught through and batted in the in the net before, uh, you know, before it hit the ice. The two goals in his Hawks debut. But those little defensive plays that are, are what really defined him as a player, right? There's a lot of wingers that can score. There's not a lot of wingers that can play two ways like Marion Hosa did. And it's a shame he never got a selkie. I know it's it's an award for it's an award for centers, but if there's ever a winger who deserves it, it's Hosa. Yeah, I was looking that up today. The highest he ever finished was fifth in the 2014 season. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Yeah, I get I get that center is the most important defensive position among the forwards, but that doesn't mean you can't be the best defensive forward on the wing. Hosa proved that for many years. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just played at the wrong time. You know, he played while Pavel Datsuk and and you know it was the beginning of Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Taves, and right you had all these dominant Kopitar. defensive centers, yep. Kopitar and mm-hmm. Ryan Kessler was up there for years. So maybe he just played in the wrong era, but it's still a joke that he only finished fifth in, in the voting. 
Um, one of the things, the first, first time I ever got to see Marion Hosa up close and personal was when I had uh, part of the media day before the 2013 Stanley Cup final. And, that, and, you know, everybody, they took everybody out on the concourse and they had their own little podium and you just went from player to player, asked your question, moved along. The first thing I noticed about Marion Hosa, outside of his calm presence, you know, here's a guy, you know, heading into the Stanley Cup final and you would just think he was just sitting there talking to his wife at the breakfast table. Just so calm. But the thing I noticed were the size of this man's hands. They were the <laughs> largest hands I have ever seen in my life. I literally sat there and stared at his hands for like two minutes. Just like they look like bear paws. And I was like, no wonder nobody can get the puck away from this guy because he's, his hands must take up the entire stick. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was, he was just a, a physical specimen that I don't think you, you see too often where he didn't look like the biggest player on the ice, but man, he was just so tough to play against. And, um, and, and that's key in the world of hockey is being, you hear coaches say it all the time. You got to play hard, got to be hard to play against. We have to be hard to play against. Marion Hosa was probably the hardest player of his generation to play against. Well, you mentioned the presence and I, and I wonder, you know, looking back on it, this is something that if we get to talk to someone from that 2010 team, you could say, you know, at that point, the Hawks are still very young, right? Taves and Kane are young and Seabrook and Keith, they've got a little more, Few, few, a few more miles on them than those two, but still, in so hockey mid, terms, mid young, Boland, yeah. young, all these guys. To have that guy come in and provide, like you, like we've been saying, the, the kind of calm, uh, never gets flustered, even keel. To have that presence, who had played in the previous two Stanley Cup Finals, to come into that room for those playoffs and especially for that Cup Final, I'd love to know what his impact was, and even if it wasn't anything he ever said. But if you're a young player, you know, you're Dave Bowen and you look over at Marion Host and see, you know, it's game one of the Stanley Cup final and he's just taping up a stick like always, putting his socks on, no difference in his demeanor, no difference in his mood. He's going to take the skate the same way. Like, you know, I think that sort of a presence can be calming and inspiring to young players. And, I, you know, I, I, Jason Hayward comes to mind for the Cubs while he was not the most effective player without his presence at that world series game, who knows what happens. Right. And a very similar personality doesn't say a lot. Just kind of goes about his business. Hasn't had the success Hosa had, but still, you know, a, a commanding presence that that can have an impact. So if, and when we get the chance to talk to one of those 2010 Hawks, let's remember to ask them that. Cause I'd love to know if you, if you ever feeling stressed out and you just go, Oh, 81's here, we're going to be okay. You know, just knowing that guy's there has to, has to, be a big a big confidence boost for players yeah I, I think not not every um you know not every leader in a locker room is the one who stands up and gives the you know gives the big speeches of the intermissions and whatnot a lot of times the, the you know the leadership is uh through example and yeah i think i think hosa um came into that like you said jay that that's still young locker room as a very experienced uh, player, a guy who had who had been there before, and um, was probably someone that a lot of those players, young in their career, leaned on to to realize, like, okay, this is this is the best way to be a pro in in the National Hockey League, and uh, who better to learn from? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Again, if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Go ahead, do it. Go to your app store, download it and register start to finish you can start placing bets in moment you'll in moments you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet call 1-800-522-4700 if you have a gambling problem all right fellas we're about to wrap this thing up any final thoughts you want to share here on hosa before we go 
Well, apparently no. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I think we've, we've said it all. He, he was uh, one of the all-time greats. Uh, just so I'm, I'm thrilled that he's going to get his, you know, get this moment. I can't wait till the number 81 heads up to the United Center Rafters to stay up there forever. That's that's the next step. Um, and whatever he wants to do with his organization going forward, I'm 100% behind it seeing him at the united center every night would be an absolute joy yeah no doubt yeah i was i, I was gonna say the uh the, the interesting and the conversation is is about you know does 81 get retired i i i think he at the end of the day you, i say yes but it's it's interesting because you know he had such a his his career was expansive but his biggest impact was in chicago but it was only it through the grand scheme of things, less than half of the games he played in his career were with the Blackhawks, even though they were a majority of the games he played. So it's, I think that's an interesting discussion. Again, I, I, I still say it, it does eventually get there. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Hosa, he, uh, if he, if he wants to permanently be at uh, 1901 West Madison, he, he should be, if he wants to be there, he should be there for sure. I agree. And the Jersey retirement conversation is interesting. And I'm sure, you know, we've got a whole off season to get to it, but you know, if they do retire his number that opens up the door for a lot of guys that were, are kind of on the borderline, right? Like I think we all assume Taves and Kane for sure. Keith Easily. for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably Seabrook. Cause you can tie in Chelios, but then you start saying like, what about Crawford? What about Hosa? Patrick Sharp? Probably not, but you know, the conversation becomes broader when you because Hosa would be, I think that would be like the, I don't want to say it's not questionable. He absolutely should have it retired, but he was the one I sort of had doubts about when he retired, like eh, maybe because he's not homegrown, they would opt to not do that. Um, but now with this announcement, with him retiring as a Hawk, first ballot Hall of Famer, three Stanley Cups, he's got all the credentials to do it. The only thing that he's missing is being drafted by the team and I don't know if that's necessarily needed to, to have your number retired. No. I yeah, I think so. Go ahead, I would man. I would say of of the players that you know you get outside of the 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 guarantees, I would have Hosa as probably the m- most likely in that next group, um, just because you know he was he was part of he was part of that group of of seven players that were there for all three cups. And already you're retiring probably four of those guys' numbers. So if there's going to be a fifth one, I think it's Hosa. I think something that also goes helps him in this cause is that he's wears a very unusual number. Who else is going to want number eighty-one? <laughs> yeah. Phil you Kessel, know, especially after what Hosa did here. Well, <laughs> yeah, Phil Kessel. Yeah, unless we're trading for Kyle Connor sometime soon, which I wouldn't be against. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that. But who's going to really want to wear 81 in a uniform, in a Hawks uniform? So it's not like he wore number 10 or number 20, 25, you know, one of these common numbers that you need all the time. He wore number 81. Let him be the only person in, a, in Hawks history to wear number 81. I'm okay with that. He's earned that. He deserves it. Is he the only one? I would think so. I don't remember in any other 81s. Mm, let's look it up. Let's look it up. All right, I've got hockey reference here. Hold on, stand by. Yeah, there can't be that many. I, I don't. I, I honestly don't think there is. But we will find out here in a second. Marion Hosa is the only yeah, one. Only the one. only one. There That's you all, go. Might as why, well. Why? Why? Why give it? Let somebody else wear it. Because you know? if you don't retire it, everyone's just going to think of Hosa if if someone else wears eighty one. Like right. we're going to get. Well we're going to get the it. angry tweets. How dare you wear? Right. Marion Hosa's number, just like we got all the angry tweets about how dare South Jones wear Nicholas Jarlson's number. Bobby Orr's number. <laughs> that's right. They're just well, running out Keith, of defenseman numbers. That's Keith, the problem. Keith Carney's, that's Keith Carney's <laughs> number, people. That's well, what it is. And pe- people still say that about, you know, number 28 and 27 and stuff. So it's just like, yeah. you know, it might as well just make Hosa the only one to do to, to wear number 81. Just do it. I still think both those should be up there, by the way. I, I agree. I agree with that. Too. Especially for sure. Yeah. Why for he's sure. not in the Hall of Fame, I will never understand. But yeah. can I can I throw this out here? Because this is a question that I, I don't want to get way too off topic. But because Ryan Getzlev said today he was going to retire, just quick, is he a Hall of Famer? Because oh. I say yes. 
he checks enough boxes for me. I would say yes. I would think so too. He's he's got that cup. Oh, breaking news as we go off the air. Uh, Lucas Reichel has been recalled from the Rock for Nice Hogs. Oh, another hour. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Number 27. Tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. for Lucas Reichel conversation. Yes. There you go. That's a teaser for you. There you go. Uh, I would say Getleff is a Hall of Famer. He did get that cup early in his career, but his longevity and his uh, productivity, even this year, when everybody says he's done, he's still putting up pretty good numbers on a young team. I've seen yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah uh, I, he, he's done it for very well for a long time. 1,150 games, 282 goals, 731 assists. That's uh, 1,013 points and 954 penalty minutes. Uh, I think so. He has, it, he has a cup, two Olympic medals, all 17 seasons played with the Ducks. And I I believe he's like their all-time point scorer i would imagine that and that's got to play a role too that is so yeah it's him or travis moen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no i i jeff is it jeff friesen or is that the sharks that's the sharks oh yeah yeah so it was just it was just something that that um I had seen a, a little conversation happening, so I was just wanted to pres- hey, present to the Almost a point I don't per want to... game average over 17 seasons? Yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I don't want to get too off off Blackhawks topics because I know that, uh, yelled that. We, we get yelled at for that sometimes. Yeah. All right, <laughs> but, we're yeah. going to wrap things up before we get yelled at. Uh, remember, we are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But remember, if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership that unlocks all of our awesome web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. We're going to wrap it up. We've got another show tomorrow night uh, at 5 p.m. Join us live. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to be all three of us are going to be at practice. Got some other opportunities tomorrow after the show, after practice as well. And we've got Lucas Reichel's return to talk about. All that Lucas. more on CHGO Blackhawks from my partner Greg Boyson and Mario Cherubasi. I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs>